It's the Bible Rundown. Pastor Rob and Pastor David here with you again. It is day 34, David, Exodus 31 through 33. It's a power-packed day, so we're going to go quickly. Bezalel and Aholab, they are filled with the Spirit of God, with the ability and intelligence and knowledge and all craftsmanship to what? to do the artistic designs of the tabernacle, to build the dwelling place of God. I love this because not only do we see that they are skilled to build it, right? The presence of God. Now we are skilled to build the church, right? Christ builds the church through what? Little stones like Peter and little stones like us. And this is how he does it. And so he fills us to build the dwelling place of God his church filled with the spirit. This is so beautiful. It's such an understanding for me of understanding how God works. The same way in which he worked in the in the in the past is the same way in which he works now. And praise the Lord that he's filled gifted people like yourself to build his church. Gifted to give, right? Yep. Put that on the shirt. Hey, and then the Sabbath, Rob. I mean, this is going to get Jesus in trouble. Did he forget the the playbook? Uh, no, no, he didn't no. forget the playbook. He invented the playbook. But it is interesting, right? Um, we were just kind of talking. How interesting to see in our own Western culture, people really guard their weekends, Rob. Where do you think that comes from? This idea like, oh, no, 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 no. I can only work five days Saturday. I got a rest and Sunday I'm going to church. Sounds like a sabbatical principle to me, but you know, we we're teasing about both, but yes, it is interesting. God has designed us to work, but he's designed us to rest in the new Testament. Clearly we're not following this Sabbath schedule um, to the degree that Israel was required to right, doing absolutely no work. But I think for us, man, again, I continue to harp on Hebrews when we're going through this Old Testament stuff. But there is that reference, Rob, where it talks about seek the best Sabbath, right? The eternal rest that God has ordained with us through the finished and complete work of Christ. That's what I'm looking forward to is that day when we're taken from this earth and we're given eternal rest in Christ. David, look at verse 13 with me. Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. So that rest is to, for, to help us remind ourselves that it is the Lord that works. The finished work of cross, as you mentioned, it is the Lord's work that sanctifies us. It is the Lord's work that makes us holy unto him. And so this is this is a beautiful picture, right? If we're all the time having to work to do God's work and to please God, we're reminded every time we take a Sabbath or rest or even or even go to sleep that it is the Lord that does the work for us, not ourselves. Yeah. And man, what a sad transition from the hope of resting to going back on their word. It was just a few chapters ago, Rob, we were looking at it and, the, and Moses gave these commands. Will you follow the Lord? Will you do what he says? And they say, absolutely. We will follow this covenant that the Lord has given to us. And Moses has gone on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights and they get a little bit quick in the feet, right? 
Aaron gets a little soft in his leadership style. And boy, this is not a good sin that they commit with the golden calf. No, it, it, it almost, it almost causes you to want to cry when you, when you've just read about all the things that God has done for this people and for them to just say, this is the God that brought us out of the land of Egypt. And it just, it's just almost just devastating, you know, to even, to even, to even think about that all that God has done for this people, for them to just go, now this golden statue is your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And they just return to their sexual immorality, their lifestyle that they were in in Egypt. They return to it. I mean, how often though, is this not in, how is, how often is it not the same in the church in which people are saved through the blood of Christ they are baptized they are given the fullness of the spirit and then turn back into their idolatrous practices that they had before that they were saved. I mean, is, is God's not going to not still be with his people? Is he going to totally reject them? What's going to happen in the storyline? Like, does he reject us? I mean, all these things are true, right? Yeah, and I think it, it's interesting. You, you're asking that question, and it looks as if in this scene of the golden calf, God looks down, and he is ready to wipe them out and start over with Moses. And it's interesting, right? Just like we saw with Abraham questioning God if he would preserve the, the, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah for just one righteous person, and God, you know, relents. He's testing Abraham. And here Moses uh, intercedes on behalf of the sinful people, man, what a picture for us in Christ, right? Like, yes, we are going to mess up. We're going to fall short continually, even though we've been saved, but we know that Christ is advocating for us before the father. This is one of Moses' greatest moments is he intercedes on behalf of the people. Um, you know, by reminding the Lord, he doesn't have to remind the Lord, but he does remind the Lord of his steadfast love and, and his grace and mercy. And Mm -hmm. that these, this people is for his holy name. And, and just in the same way, Moses is interceding for us. Christ is interceding for us at the right hand of the father. When we mess up and we're, we, we, we feel like we're undeserving of, you know, continuing to be children of God. It's Christ who's saying, no, remember your steadfast love. Remember what I've, what I, it, it's because of God's steadfast love that we continue in the faith and his spirit never yeah. leaves us. And then 33, just to finish us up, Moses, again, how does he intercede? He goes to this tent of meeting. The cloud descends on the tent when the Lord is meeting with Moses and a beautiful end to this chapter. I mean, Moses is is saying, I can't go, Lord, on this, this quest that you're sending us through the land that you're promising if you are not with us. And man, what better way to end our time this morning um, or whenever you're listening to this than to encourage you, like pursue the Lord, make time to be with him, call out to him in prayer but through his word, see his character and his nature that he's revealing to himself. Tomorrow, Rob, chapter 34. I love this chapter. We don't need to give too much away. That's all the time we've got today. Bible Rundown. Thanks for joining us.